My name is Marie, and this is Likened Unto Me, my personal scripture journey. Les Miserables is a book and a play about mercy. The main character, Jean Valjean, initially receives mercy from a priest who lies in order to cover for Valjean stealing his silver. The mercy shown by the priest completely changes his life. He later shows mercy on Fantine, a woman fired from his factory for having an illegitimate child, and on a man accused of being him, and even on Javert, the man who has been chasing him to try to exact justice on him for years. So in this story, justice is the bad guy. Javert, who is the embodiment of justice, is obsessed with finding the prisoner 24601 and punishing him for breaking the law. Which is true. Valjean broke the law. He stole some stuff, changed his name, and he quit telling people that he was a felon. I'm not judging whether these were good laws or bad laws, but that's not the point. That's just how justice works. There's a law with a consequence. Justice says you break the law, you get the punishment. That's it. So through the story, you go on a roller coaster ride of emotions with justice. First, it's just unbelief. Like, can't Javert just let it go? Valjean is a good guy now. Let it go. Then emotions kind of escalate to anger. Like, seriously, man, just back off. He isn't a bad guy anymore. Until eventually you just kind of feel sorry for the guy. Like, if you would just let it go, Javert, and moved on with your life... Would have been fine, man. So what happens to the story, though, if you remove justice? First, there's a good chance that Valjean would never have changed. The only reason that what the priest did in showing mercy matters is because Valjean knows exactly what he just saved him from. A thief just released from prison caught stealing again? Back then, it was a life sentence or even death. And those don't end well. And Valjean knew that. He knew what he was in for because justice was real. So what if justice was only kinda there? Like, maybe he would go to jail, but maybe he would go free? It just kind of depended on random circumstances. If he wasn't afraid of bad consequences, then what real value and weight would the priest's mercy carry? Nothing. Yeah, the priest's mercy would get him out of prison, but without justice, there was a pretty good chance that he wouldn't have gone to prison anyway. So mercy only matters and changes us when we can appreciate what it is saving us from. Let's look at another character, Fantine. She had a deal that the Thenardiers, and I am sorry for butchering the French name, a French accent has never uh, been my forte. I'm really terrible at it, but I try. Anyway, so Fantine had a deal that the Thenardiers would take care of Cosette, her daughter, if she sent them money. That was the deal. That was justice. They both agreed to the terms. So she sends money and they take care of Cosette. She doesn't send money. They don't take care of Cosette. 
Obviously, in the story, the Tenardiers aren't holding up their end of the bargain, but Fantine doesn't know that. She believes that the money is taking care of her daughter. So why was she so worried when she realized she was dying? Because justice meant that there would be no money, which meant the Tenardiers would no longer take care of Cosette. This is why Valjean's mercy, regardless of his reason for giving it, in agreeing to take care of her daughter, even though she can't pay him, means so much to her. She knew what to expect from justice, and mercy completely changes it. Jumping to a completely different story, look at Alma the Younger. When he lays on a bed for three days after the angel visits, he gets a view of justice, of eternal life without a savior based completely on what he deserves, on what he merits of himself. He knew that because of what he had done, that he did not belong in God's presence. He would rather cease to exist than be brought before God. This is why the mercy he receives after calling on Jesus to save him matters so much and why it changes him. He knows he's broken the law. He knows what awaits him. Yet Jesus can save him from what justice will inevitably require. And that changes Alma. Mercy without justice is meaningless. So if justice ceases to exist, then these stories, both the real one and the fictional one, dissolve into not a story at all. There's a good chance Valjean would have kept being a thief. Fantine wouldn't have gone to the extreme lengths she did to pay for her daughter's care. Alma wouldn't have needed to worry about anything. So justice can't cease to exist. It has to be there in order for mercy to work. Which means there has to be a third person. The priest was Valjean's mercy. Valjean was Fantine's, and Jesus Christ was Alma's, and he is ours if we will accept it. These verses in Alma chapter 42 explain it so well. It says, And now after the fall, there was no means to reclaim men from this fallen state which man had brought upon himself because of his own disobedience. Therefore, according to justice, the plan of redemption could not be brought about, only on conditions of repentance of men in this probationary state, yea, this preparatory state. For except it were for these conditions, mercy could not take effect except it should destroy the work of justice. Now the work of justice could not be destroyed. If so, God would cease to be God. And thus we see that all mankind were fallen and they were in the grasp of justice. Yea, the justice of God, which consigned them forever to be cut off from his presence. And now the plan of mercy could not be brought about except an atonement should be made. Therefore, God himself atoneth for the sins of the world to bring about the plan of mercy, to appease the demands of justice, that God might be a perfect, just God and a merciful God also. Now, repentance could not come unto men except there were a punishment, which also was eternal as the life of the soul should be, a fixed opposite to the plan of happiness, which was as eternal also as the life of the soul. 
Now, how could a man repent except he should sin? How could he sin if there was no law? How could there be a law save there was a punishment? Now, there was a punishment affixed and a just law given, which brought remorse of conscience unto man. Now, if there was no law given, if a man murdered, he should die. Would he be afraid he would die if he should murder? And also, if there was no law given against sin, men would not be afraid to sin. And if there was no law given, if men sinned, what could justice do? Or mercy either, for they would have no claim upon the creature. But there is a law given, and a punishment affixed, and a repentance granted, which repentance mercy claimeth. Otherwise, justice claimeth the creature, and executeth the law, and the law inflicteth the punishment. If not so, the works of justice would be destroyed, and God would cease to be God. These are great scriptures. So, there has to be a punishment. Otherwise, what's the point of the law? And if there's no law and no punishment, then there is no justice. And if there's no justice or no punishment to be saved from, then there is no mercy. But like Alma says, there is a law and there is a punishment, which means there is justice and God is just. So in order for there to be mercy, there has to be a third person that God might be a perfect, just God and a merciful God also. And that third person is Jesus Christ. He is the one that makes mercy possible. He answered the full end of the law. He paid all the demands for justice. It wasn't like in Les Mis where the priest just lied to cover for Valjean or where Valjean agreed kind of out of guilt for Fantine being fired from his factory that he would take care of Cosette for no payment. When Jesus Christ provided mercy, he paid the full price. And because he owed nothing to justice himself, justice can take his payment in place of ours. But our choices got us into this precarious situation with justice in the first place, and our choices have to help get us out. That's the repentance part. We have to accept Christ's conditions in order to accept his mercy. Faith, repentance, baptism, and a willingness to obey his commandments. That's a price that we are able to pay. Les Miserables means the miserables in English. Each character in the story is in a miserable situation in one way or another. And that's what we are. We are the miserables until we accept the mercy extended to us. Thanks for listening. Any quotes or scriptures or stories that I used are cited in the description. This is likened unto me, my personal scripture journey.